This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. My name is Devin, and for the first time, I'm going to tell you I'm actually not excited for this episode. It's about pet insurance. And I'll tell you what, insurance has to be one of the most complicated, difficult, annoying, hard to understand things out there. But we'll do it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to dive into pet insurance and answer the questions of is it worth it? Which one should you choose? How do you go about choosing a plan? All those different things. So let's dive right into it. First off, thank you. This idea actually came from Chrissy. She left a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for doing that. And if those of you who have not have not done that, which would be you if you haven't, please do. Please leave a review. I really appreciate it. I read them all. I'm doing an episode based off of a review someone left because they had this topic idea. Uh, and, and Chrissy in her review, you know, basically said something something to the extent of it, it's it's confusing. Some people say, don't ever use this company, only use this company. It is worth it. It isn't worth it. So I'm going to level with you first. And, and I won't go too far down this little bit of a rant, but I don't know why insurance is so difficult. We can do all kinds of things in today's day and age. We have, you know, technology. We have, all, we can talk to people across the world. We can fly planes that go hundreds of miles an hour. But for some reason, insurance is difficult. I don't get it. It's super annoying. If someone listening to this is an insurance person, please email me or something and tell me why it has to be so complicated. I don't understand. With that being said, pet insurance is no exception. I will level with you. It is difficult. It is confusing. And I'm going to say this. I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to try and explain to you the ins and outs of how insurance works. Things like deductibles, premiums, co-insurance, co-pay, maximum out-of-pocket. I'm not going to talk about that because that's not my level of expertise. There's plenty of resources to help you and myself included better understand the terms and how insurances work. But I'm going to talk to you about a few things that you can do to um, better assess if you should or shouldn't get pet insurance for your dog. So uh, the first question of should you, is it worth it? I think the answer to that in most cases is yes. I will give my personal opinion that it is typically worth it to have some level of pet insurance. And we'll talk about those kind of different levels or, or what those are. Uh, most of the people who say, most people who you talk to who have really strong experiences of, yes, you have to have it or no, never have it. One thing probably happened. The people who say, yes, you've got to have it probably saved a ton of money by having pet insurance when something really bad happened. Whereas the people who say, no, never get pet insurance. They probably didn't understand how their plan worked and thought they were going to save more money and ended up still having to pay a ton of money out of pocket. That's just my hunch. Again, opinion purely of mine, uh, but that's kind of my general assessment. I think overall it is worth it. So there's a few things that you need to look at um, as you're exploring pet insurance. First thing is that there are different types of plans. Just like with health insurance for humans, you might have plans that cover, um, you know, therapy. You might have plans that cover um, different surgeries, or they might cover medicines to a different extent, or you know, different things like that. Just like how not one health insurance plan is is really the same. It's the same thing for pet insurance. Every company is a little bit different. So keep that in mind. But generally speaking, you will have um, kind of different tiers and every company calls it something different. But 
for simplicity's sake, I'll kind of say accident only. So what accident only is, is kind of like what it sounds. You know, your dog, heaven forbid, gets hit by a car or they, I don't know, a fall out of a tree. I don't know why your dog would be in a tree, but they fall out of something and they break their leg, like things that are purely accidents, right? Um, and then you have usually kind of a plan above, which would be um, some some companies call it preventative. Some people call it wellness or wholeness. It, it, there's a lot of different words, but it's important to remember and keep in mind that plans can vary in what they're going to cover. And typically, the more that your plan covers, the more expensive it's going to be naturally, right? And so, again, you kind of have to look at it on a case-by-case basis for your personal life. And I'm going to give that caveat for this entire episode that I might say things and you might think, okay, that makes sense. And you might dive more into it and it might make no sense for you in your situation and your dog. And that's okay. And that's life. So one of the first things to think about as you are looking into insurances and and kind of diving into that is assessing your financial situation. If you are in a situation, I'm just going to use random numbers here, but if you're in a situation where a $5,000 vet bill wouldn't be that much of a problem for you, not even be worried about pet insurance. Paying that monthly premium premium might not even matter to you. But if a $5,000 vet bill would cause you major disruptions financially, insurance is going to be important and probably a really necessary things for you, thing for you. And as you're looking at your finances, just, just look and see how much you think before you even go start looking at insurance. I think it's a good idea to, if you have an older dog, look at how much you've been spending on vet bills over a year or over six months or something and get an idea. I can't recommend this if you have a brand new puppy because those beginning phases of puppyhood are more expensive. There's more visits, there's shots, there's things that are going on. But if you have any type of historical of your own financial records, when it comes to vets, look at those and see how much you're roughly spending per month or per year. Um, And as well, when you're looking at the insurance and, and you're looking at what your monthly premium will be, see how that factors into your spending. You know, this is the least dog episode I've ever done probably, but it's an important one. Uh, I I say that because what I'm about to say too, I think it's important to have a budget personally. Like I'm a very strong advocate for budgeting and for at least just knowing where your money is going. So if you can, and if you have a budget or at least something that looks like a budget, look and see how much money you can add for health insurance that will like keep you okay and you'll be financially viable. Um, because, spoiler alert, dogs are expensive. Um, so yeah, assess your finances. See, see what it looks like for you individually. And and that will give you a good gauge on whether you can afford just accident only or you know those types of, or the more comprehensive plans. It will determine maybe how much your deductible should be, how much you're able to afford for premium, those types of things. So look at your finances. You know them better than anyone else and just figure out what is going to make the most sense for you and your family financial situation. Um, my second piece of advice is, and these are a lot of things that I think you can apply outside of pet insurance, but it's explore at least two, I'm going to say three companies because here's what happens. A lot of times we go on Google, we're like, oh, okay, pet insurance, and there's a billion answers, and there's a ton of different things saying a ton of different things about all the different options, and you're like, oh, whatever, I'll just pick one that has some good reviews or whatnot. 
that I think is doing yourself a disservice because a lot of times the reviews that you see can be not always accurate or they can be paying for those reviews or whatever it might be. I'm not trying to have any scare tactics or anything, but I think it's good to get quotes from at least three different companies because what that's going to do as well is it's going to help you start to see kind of a range and start to understand that most likely most of the plans are going to be roughly the same price. And so you can start looking at different factors for the plan. Um, on, on that similar note about exploring three companies, understand that a quote from a company is not a final thing. It doesn't mean that's exactly what you're going to pay. It might be more, it might be less. A lot of the companies nowadays, when you go on their website and you, you know, input your information, they give you a quote, you can tweak things. You can say, you know what, I want to lower my premium. So I'm willing to have a higher deductible, you know, instead of 250, I'll have $500 deductible and that'll drop my premium by a few bucks a month. So you can, you can toy with the quotes and, and on that note too, here's a little secret about, especially insurance companies. I can't say this about every company that's dog related, but a lot of them, they have people who can take a phone call from you. And so if you're not sure and you want that personal touch, try to call someone and, and, Truthfully, too, it can be a good exercise because it gives you a, at least an idea of what their customer service might feel like and what your experience might be working with that company in the long run. So does that take more time? Yes. But do rush decisions usually end up being good decisions? No. So that's my second piece of advice is explore a few companies, mess around with their quotes, see if you can change deductibles, that type of thing, and get on the phone with someone if you can. And the third part is to assess your, your dog and your kind of the behavior of your dog. Let, let me put it this way. My dog, Buddy, who passed away a couple, uh, just over a month ago or so, he was what we called the $10 million dog. That dog had everything go wrong that could have gone wrong. He got bit by a rattlesnake. He ate a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. He, oh man, I... Other things too, they slip my mind because they're oftentimes just like, wow, how did that even happen? But he was expensive and he, he ended up having a lot of issues and problems. And you're not always going to be able to predict that. Um, but generally speaking, you might have an idea of like how active you are, how often you're going out and doing things, taking your dog out with you, what their risk level might be, those types of things. And that can give you an idea of how much insurance is or isn't worth it to you. Um, and, and the last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to, to pet insurance is finding a plan that just fits your needs in particular. And I know I already kind of talked about this, about, you know, when you are assessing your financial situation, it's not one size fits all, but neither is insurance. Um, and, and so it's good to approach it with that mindset of it might be a long process you might pick an insurance that you end up having bad experiences with. Um, luckily, you can switch insurances. That is a thing that is possible. And you can get out of a potentially bad situation. I know that's not great advice. I know you're probably looking for something more sure, like if a company has this, don't do it. Or if a company does have this, don't. You know, I, I'm not going to give that because there are so many options and your scenario is so different than even mine. But again, if you can apply these principles of, assessing your finances and really understanding what um, it's going to cost you, exploring multiple options and going into it with the mindset of my dog is different than every other dog and every situation is different. 
it'll maybe make the process a little less stressful. One thing I want to end with and kind of emphasize about the importance of pet insurance and how, what you need to understand, above all, look at what the plan actually does or does not cover. Many people, myself included to an extent, get pet insurance and they think, oh, well, everything's going to be covered. Or, you know, growing up, I had good health insurance and or I have good health insurance now and I don't seem to have to pay for a whole lot. Most, most insurances are not going to cover cover things like wellness exams or your standard, you know, routine yearly exam. Some of them will at an additional cost or it might be a more expensive plan. So above all, the number one most important thing to do is to do as much as you can to understand what the plan actually covers. Uh, again, I'll speak for myself anecdotally, right? I had three dogs. I now have two. The one, we had a situation where one of my dogs somehow she like ripped her eye. It was like this cut on her eye. We still don't know how it happened. Um, we had an accident only plan and that ended up being covered and that was great. And then we had another incident where one of my dogs like kind of got a sprained wrist and it was like from getting it jammed behind a door and that was not covered on an accident only insurance plan. So I, I, I know that some of this sounds a little like bleak and a little bit negative but I'm just trying to empathize that the world of pet insurance can be confusing and difficult. And so don't feel bad if it feels overwhelming or if you feel like you don't really understand it. You know, get people in your corner, ask people. And I think this is one part that's really important is to ask people in your circle and to get their actual opinions and feedback. And there's a few things that I like to look at um, more specifically when you're picking a plan. I know this is a little bit of a longer episode, but I'm getting close to being done here. So the... One, one important thing is to look at what the reimbursement process looks like. Some of them, you will submit your claim, and sometimes you have to wait up to 60 days. If you think about the financial repercussions of that, in a lot of situations, 60 days can feel like a lifetime. You know, if, if, if it's a $5,000 bill, you know, let's continue with that number. If it's a $5,000 bill and you're supposed to just sit on that for two months, that might not be viable. That might be an extremely challenging situation. So be aware of how their reimbursement process works. And on that same note, some companies, you can they have an app. Some of them, you just submit a picture. Some of them, you have to go online. The process varies. And so figure out what works best and what you're most comfortable with. Um, the other thing is you're picking specific plans is looking at how, how simple it is to get on the phone or at least a chat with somebody. That to me is one of the few red flags is if you want to get in contact with someone from the company and it, you, you know, send an email and don't hear back for multiple days or, you know, so, so looking through those types of things um, is important. And, and that's kind of my last final thought is take reviews with a grain of salt. If you go look at negative, like reviews that are negative about insurance companies, a lot of them are, they didn't cover this. And it's like, okay, you're frustrated, I understand, but your plan never covered that. And so you don't really have a right to be frustrated or to leave a bad review. And so some things that I like to look for in reviews is what I just mentioned. You know, how is that claims process? How is their customer service? You know, how easy is it to change your plan if needed? How, how hard is it to, you know, understand, even find your policy documents, those types of things. 
looking through kind of the intangibles. It's not a dollar amount of, you know, what your premium or deductible is and just looking at the company itself can be such an important thing to do. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed it too. I, I shouldn't have said I'm not excited for this episode. I am excited for every episode. I love doing this podcast, but I know that this topic is is annoying and, and honestly kind of frustrating and and can be confusing. So hopefully some of the things I've told you have helped clear up some thoughts, at least a little bit about what to do when looking for pet insurance. And if you know what, if you think I'm wrong on something, send me a message, you know, DM us on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook. It'll end up in my hands. Um, yeah. If you think I'm wrong on something or I totally missed something, please let me know. And that goes for every episode, but I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you have a little more confidence searching for pet insurance. Um, if you haven't already, again, please leave a review. Thank you so much for joining and we will catch you on the next episode.